0: Oh, my God.
1: Welcome to the fourth episode of the Malarkey Adventures with Jack and Shelly. My name is Jack.
0: And I'm Shelly.
1: We're going to have a fun episode today. On this episode, we will be talking about the life and the legacy of the, the legend, the icon, the Academy Award winner, Sandy Dennis. And Sandy Dennis was the person that you heard in the introduction. So we're going to be talking about where that soundbite had came from and also be talking about some of her accomplishments and some of the films that she had worked on over the years. So why don't you all join us and come get your dose Dose of of Malarkey. malarkey. Yes, the Malarkey Adventures with Jack and Shelly. Hope everyone had a great week, a good weekend. Um, we, a
0: blessed week.
1: A blessed week. And we thank you all for tuning in to our podcast. We are four episodes in. Um, now, before we get into the topic at hand, Shelly, how was your week?
0: Well, it was a normal week. Same old stuff, you know. We had our little pizza on Saturday oh, and yes. oh, it was delicious. Right now I'm I'm totally obsessed with the Miyuko's uh uh liquid vegan mozzarella cheese. Like that that stuff it, it's mm. changed my life and I I've been thinking about it actually since all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, no because even for myself I was pretty impressed when it um when I saw it because I remember seeing the post on Instagram and I was thinking, "Oh wow, this could be a game changer as to how uh vegans could be able to um consume mozzarella cheese especially in the form of a pizza so even the way it came out in the pizza oven it looked it delicious just like regular cheese
0: oh it was amazing i mean i, I mean normally I, I would try to create my own cheese i i use cashews and i use my, my vitamix blender and you know different spices and whatnot but this one just took it out of the ballpark Yeah. Um, really great the flavors on point the texture is amazing it's really hard to go back like i'm i'm just in awe of it right now
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh by the way guys uh just so that you know my lovely wife shelly was able to get me a special pizza maker called the uni pizza maker uh so it is wood fire firebase and so uh ever since we got it um a few months ago um, we've been able to make some delicious pizzas at home and so it's really been a, a way for us to be able to craft some good pizza with some good flavor that comes from both the charcoal and the wood and we haven't really ordered out when it comes to pizza as of lately it's just been mostly anytime that we're in the mood for pizza we just take out the uni oven and just make some wood fire pizza
0: yeah and there's something special about homemade pizza you know it's you, you get to put whatever toppings you want. There's no surcharge and, you know, however big you want the pizza, you could do that. How many pizzas you want, you know, is up to you entirely at mm-hmm. your your discretion. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that was really good. Um, also, what was some malarkey that happened this week with you?
0: Uh, let me think. What was some malarkey? Well, I, I was kind of being a, a backseat driver today when we were out and about oh, doing our man. errands. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, because what happened was there was, uh, I, it was a family that um, decided to drop off like their children right in the middle of the street when we were just trying to find a parking spot. And they took a while. And listen, here's the thing. I mean, I do not mind parents dropping off their kids to go to a store to be closer, but they took Forever.
0: Ever.
1: Forever. And all we were trying to do was turn into that lot and just get a parking spot. And mind you, there was a car right behind us waiting for us to be able to move just so that they could park as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, Christmas ain't till till December. I mean, how how long does it take to drop off passengers and go? Or Betty, I just park in a space and let other other pedestrians, other vehicles just go about their business.
1: Unless you want to consider Christmas in July. Whatever that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time the lady was done, we decided at the same time, and the timing was perfect. All right, we're just going to go around this car, and we're just going to go find a parking spot. And then as soon as we decided to drive off, guess what this lady does?
0: Man, she slammed the gas pedal. She
1: and just decided to, to drive off as well at the same time. So it put us in an awkward situation. And then there was a car driving in front of us because we were on the other side of the lane and so we had to maneuver around just so that we could get a parking spot and when did you believe that this lady ended up parking pretty close to where she dropped off her kids anyway (sighs) malarkey malarkey Total, total malarkey. Total malarkey. Yeah, Mm. that's really what I wanted to say in terms of my malarkey this week as well, too. Just that. And then also, to the other malarkey that happens is when we were coming home, because we went to a couple of different places to pick pick up a few different items. And then as we were driving down to our block as to where we live, there was this lady right in front of the bus station that had, like, one of her legs out. And I guess she was, I saw a toy vehicle there that she was messing around with. But
0: maybe she wanted to play with Hot Wheels. Or something. I, I guess know. so.
1: Or maybe like an RC or whatever, though. But to be able to have it to where you're right in that part of the street where cars are just driving through. I mean, that's dangerous. What if someone was not paying attention to her and ended up hitting her? God forbid that happens. But it's just some of these people like just be mindful as to what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And actually, just before we came across that lady, like, there was a guy who crossed the oh, street diagonal, God. was jaywalking yeah. diagonal, which was the first in, that, that I saw. Because normally, you know, you jaywalk, you just go from, you know, one side to the other with the crosswalk. This guy took it to a whole new level where he just decided, to go, just screw it. I'm going to go walk diagonal in the street and who cares who hits me or whatnot. But yeah, for those who don't live like in, I guess, the L.A. area, that's kind of what we have to deal with. Um, and unfortunately, our public transportation is not like New York's. It's not as, you know, developed. That's my nicest way of putting it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, unfortunately, it's a car city. You know, you, you have to have a car. You got to have an Uber or whatever. Um, bicycles are a good option. But again, the drivers here are nuts
1: major major time um in in terms of that and so here's the crazy part about that too because like i'm sure you have been to other cities within the los angeles county area like santa monica where you're there are streets where you could just cross diagonally maybe that person thought like well i'm in santa monica so i'm just gonna go ahead and cross the street diagonally but in the case where we lived and just around the hawthorne eaglewood area it was a very dangerous spot because cars were turning, making a left turn while he was crossing diagonally, too. But again, like, this is just kind of a problem that we have with some people in terms of mental health. We really want people to get some help, but just it's just unbelievable. And just like, what are you doing? You could cause a serious accident to happen, just not only to upon yourself, but to other people as well.
0: Yep. And insurance ain't cheap, health or automobile.
1: No. Nope. Nope, although we wish it was a lot more cheaper. So so that was just a little bit of the malarkey that uh, we've been through this week. So let's go ahead and make a transition to our main topic, the star of the show, Sandy Dennis. My God, my children. My gosh, my children. Just one of the many infamous quotes from the late, great Sandy Dennis. Um, Boy, uh, what a career. Sandy Dennis had in the Hollywood industry. Um, Now, for those of you who do not know who Sandy Dennis is, uh, what we're going to do in this episode, we're just going to do a brief breakdown of her life, and her career in hollywood and even a little bit about her time in theater and so i'm very excited to be able to talk about sandy dennis uh she is actually one of my favorite actresses to be able to come out of hollywood uh but why don't you uh shelly what do you know about sandy dennis what's a little bit of information that you could be able to tell our audience here okay
0: so um sandy dennis um born sandra dale dennis uh Her birthday was April the 27th in 1937 in Hastings, Nebraska. Um, You know, she grew up in in, in a very humble environment, you know, very ordinary parents. She had an elder brother named Frank who actually passed away not too long ago in 2017. He he lived quite a while. I think he made it to 88, if I'm not mistaken. Um, She had developed a taste of acting from... I'm not mistaken, from a show she had watched on TV and she thought to herself, like, this is something I want to do. And she eventually made her way uh, to New York where she joined HB Studio and from there uh, had made eventually her debut into the New York theater scene. Mm-hmm. So to name several of her plays, uh, she was in The Lady from the Sea and uh, I think she did one with jack lemon i'm trying to remember sorry guys i'm trying to remember off the top of my head yes yeah, okay no um, i
1: remember we talked about this one as well like there was a play that she ended up doing with jack lemon
0: face of a hero 1960 yeah. yes so um that was her first uh that was actually i think her first time on broadway alongside jack lemon so it was a short run but um they gave her an applause for her performance she was the type of actress i feel i know one thing that uh i i appreciate her as an actress is that she's a very i guess nowadays we would consider kind of a nerdy and nasally type of type of actress she was
1: definitely not the glamour uh actress that was all. there back in the day
0: yeah i felt like she was just kind of being herself like yeah. you know, just an ordinary midwest uh lady and maybe a little bit shy or timid, nervous, and was had little mannerisms, which I guess for some people, they might find a little bit annoying or might be hysterical, I guess, depending on you know your sense of humor with it. Um, you know and- what
1: she would be in school? So let's say if we went to school with Sandy Dennis, she would definitely be that theater girl, but she would not be, in my opinion, I don't know if she would be the popular girl, but she would be that girl that did theater because that was her passion. Mm -hmm. And she would be, I guess, in terms of popularity in school, like maybe middle of the road, just kind of like people know of her. People like to talk to her. Maybe your girl next door. Uh, But, you know, not anyone that's going to really take the limelight, you know, just make it all about herself. She loves her craft. She loves doing theater. And that's all she wants to focus on. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if she was completely a sociable person. Which is probably why there might be that appeal as well, too, because there's always a little mystery when it comes to those who may be quiet or maybe more introverts. Not say that Sandy was an introvert or not, and we don't know, but it's just her personality comes off that way.
0: Yeah, well, I think also in in her later life, too, she at one point housed uh, a dozen or more stray cats. So I think we could kind of get an idea yeah, uh, where she was at that time in her in her later. Yeah.
1: House. And I know you're not a cat person. So I guess that's the other thing with you is like maybe that's one thing you don't like about her is because she had housed so many cats.
0: I mean, I just don't know how people could go in her house. Like, I mean, could imagine smelling all that kitty litter and stuff? I, I just uh I mean, I'm so sorry for the cat fans out there. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I even though I dislike cats. I will tolerate them to an extent as long as I don't have to live with them or smell or see the fur. And I I just, you know, I'm not a huge fan of them.
1: Well, and speaking of which too, like even looking into her life with that. um, So she was a animal activist. So people within the industry and people close to her uh, saw her and knew of her as someone who cared for animals, specifically for cats. So apparently based on her bio here, she lived with at least over 20 cats. Oh, no. Over 20 cats in a home in Connecticut, in Westport, Connecticut. And so by the time she passed away, um, her friends that she grew up with, and even her friends within the community, she was able to um, have them housed um, with those friends of hers. So I thought in her career, in terms of just like maybe near her last days, you know, she. She really cared for animals, specifically for cats. Mm-hmm. And I think there have been some cases, too, to where it showed that, like, she has uh, carried on, like, maybe some dogs here and there, too. But she was mostly a cat person. Cat lady. Definitely <laughs> a cat lady. She'll be like that cat lady. Imagine if she did the voice for the cat lady from The Simpsons.
0: Oh, my That would gosh. have been brilliant.
1: Oh. I mean, she would have been, like, what, 50s, 60s? That would have been oh, perfect yeah, would, during the time of The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, that, that would have been, actually. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So going back into her her time in the um, her theater career. So I, I want to kind of point this out, too, because I think her theater career has been phenomenal. And so uh, she has been in a couple of different, um, different plays over the years during her career. So some of the more notable ones was Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, Uh, And for her performance that she had with A Thousand Clowns, she was able to receive the Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Play, which is phenomenal. And then also, uh, she also received the same award for another play called Any Wednesday. So, and that's just a bit of a highlight of her theater career um, over the years. And it's interesting because while she was doing Uh, or focusing more on her film industry she also did plays around at at the same time which you got to give her credit for her doing both goes to show everybody who knew her and knows of her that hey you know she wasn't just in Hollywood just so that you know oh look at me I just want to make millions of dollars or oh I just want to have my name out there for a brand no she did it because I felt like she was passionate about her role
0: it was her craft you know it was her her life's work and You know, you don't get too many actors, I feel, nowadays who, you know, truly love it to the extent, truly love acting, per se, um, to the extent or where they're really, you know, they're very particular about the roles they choose. And, you know, for some people, it's just, okay, how much money could I get out of this? Or how could I get more attention? You know, people craving attention and things like that. Whereas, you know, she was equally comfortable on film and on theater. And I actually would suspect and believe that uh she probably preferred theater if anything you know with her number of theater plays i mean she she was in quite a few films as well but i think her her true uh forte was probably more so in the theater
1: yeah i would say so too uh but even to her time in um theater but it's interesting because even over the years when she was within the uh, film industry Let's just say this. In her early career, she knocked it out of the park. I mean, here's the thing. She actually started in her film debut in 1961. It was a film called Splendor in the Grass. But here's here's the thing that people mostly know her for. So if you guys ever heard of a movie called Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? She won an Academy Award for the best supporting actress role. And Shelly, you want to know the interesting thing about this award that she won?
0: She didn't even go to the awards ceremony. She didn't.
1: She didn't even show up to the Oscars. She
0: skipped it.
1: And Will Smith, maybe take note of that next time before you decide to slap Chris Rock in the face. (laughs) Sorry, I had to bring that up. But no, yeah, you're right. She didn't even show up uh, to accept her award. She was at a restaurant, I believe it was in New York, and she was watching it on the screen.
0: Yeah, and actually, I think when that happened, when when the people giving the award found out, they weren't too happy with her, no. you know, because they felt like, oh, she stood us up, you know. Um, but hey, you know what, I probably would, I don't blame her. I mean, I'd, I'd love to be in a restaurant on my own, you know, without the pressure and the crowds and stuff and all that other things.
1: <laughs> and think of it like this, though, because, like, this was around the 60s when she won the award, so imagine nowadays especially with i mean hollywood has always been glamorous but imagine like the awards being more glamorized than ever was before nowadays imagine if she did that nowadays i don't know how many studios would want to take her in just because of her action there especially with social media and all that but who knows right but that did not really stop her career matter of fact they actually got her to take on multiple different roles throughout the years so some of the films that she um had also done throughout the years was the three sisters up the down staircase oh yeah that cold day in the park our favorite movie out, out of, of towners. towners and then there were some other movies that she did later in the years uh the four seasons uh god told me to come back to the five and dying jimmy dean jimmy dean another woman and also the indian runner which was in 1991 that was the last film that she had ever done before she passed away that same year um which i felt like you know and this is where cancer sucks cancer is unfortunate i think she passed away at the age of 54 yep at the age of 54 it was due to ovarian cancer um and it's interesting because if you look um throughout the years especially in the later part of her years like around like the mid to late 80s you kind of saw her health declining in some of the roles which she sounded pretty much the same just a little bit older but I, I, you felt like you know yeah her time was coming and again this is where cancer just it's just terrible you yeah know? i mean
0: it, it just physically it wrecks havoc and um You know, I'm sure, you know, she she must have struggled even in the last year's. But she, you know, I'm sure she tried her best not to, you know, be very forthright about it or or show it. But everyone's a little bit different, you know, when it comes to cancer. Um, She did, however, release. I think um, her she was writing a book during those times, during the years when she was still fighting her cancer. And it was released posthumously, I think, maybe four or five years after her death. Yeah. Which um, we haven't had a chance to read yet, but it would be something we'd like to touch on maybe at a later time. Yeah. Um, just it's just a collection of her thoughts and, and just her early childhood memories and um, some poetry, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, now I guess we could talk a little bit about um, some of our favorite films with her. Hmm. Um, I know so far we've, we've purchased, uh, out of towners, which that was how we were introduced to her. Really, yeah. Her work, um, was through out of towners. Yes. Um, love up the down staircase. That one's a classic. And even the cold day, the cold day in the park was, uh, quite a shift from her, you know, usual characters and, um, yeah. and, uh, roles that she played. But I think it, it just like, I, I highly recommend those three films because it, it each shows a different, just a different element she could play and what she could bring to the table. And I think that's really what makes her special, you know, having, having that sort of palais. I don't know if I said it correctly or pronounced it correctly. Um, just, right. uh, just being able to, to dabble into a lot of different genres and, and even uh, acting styles. She, she uh, had quite a bit under her belt.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so, I mean, I, I kind of would rank the movies the same way. So um, out of towners would be my personal favorite film of Sandy Dennis. And the, the relationship that she was able to have in the film with Jack Lemon was done so well. And we'll do a podcast on Jack Lemon within the future. We have to talk about Jack Lemon oh, yeah. in the future podcast episodes. But the, the way that she was able to develop that chemistry with him in that movie was phenomenal because jack lemon as great as he is as an actor i feel like he could work with almost anybody the way that he he was able to come off as this sales executive that's looking to get a promotion up in new york city and to be able to have this new life and then you have um sandy's character who is you know very supportive and just like your typical housewife who's very supportive of her husband to be able to achieve whatever he wants to do in his career. Yeah,
0: so sweet and so kind and soft-spoken.
1: And then... This is where it gets interesting. As soon as things turn sour, the moment that they are in the air, where, oh, there's a delay when it comes to landing. Oh no, they can't land in New York because of weather conditions.
0: Now we gotta divert to Boston. Now they
1: gotta go to Boston. And then just trying to check out and then just taking the to train to, you know from Boston to New York. And then by the time they get to New York, it's a mess there. And listen, we could go into a deep dive analysis of Outlet town. We'll probably do that in a future episode. But the thing that I wanted to point out in that film is her progression from her being a supportive housewife to just taking ownership and saying, you know what? No, I'm sick of this. You have no idea what you're doing. I'm tired. My feet hurt. Like, I am upset with you, George. I don't care anymore. It's hilarious as to how her character shifts from just being a humble wife to just being just annoyed and just being aggravated. And just didn't even care. She gave up. I love that. And if you guys have not seen the film before, we highly recommend it. Not just because we like Sandy Dennis, but just as a film as a whole, it's just very good it's film. It's a
0: classic film. It's a good comedy film for back in those days.
1: So. Definitely, definitely. And Now, I know there there is a, a newer edition that came from the 90s of Out of Towners. I don't really care for it at all.
0: Uh, you could skip it. You
1: could skip it. But definitely check out the one, Out of Towners, 1970. Because there's two, one from the 90s, one in 1970. Check out the one in 1970. Also, um, yeah, and this is where we got into this little uh, high when it comes to like, okay, we have to find other Sandy Dennis films. Because that's where we discovered, um, originally, we we discovered um, Sandy Dennis through Out of Towners. So it was one of those things because we're also big Jack Lemmon fans. And we didn't really think of her from the beginning. Like, we didn't think of anything special. But then when the movie progressed, that's where it's like, oh, she's great. And then, you know, we did a little research like, oh, she's an Academy Award winner for Best Supporting Actress. And so we, you know, looked into some other films. The other films was, you know. Um,
0: <sighs> well, I think the second film that we found of her, luckily enough, it was on YouTube for free, was uh, Are You Afraid of Virginia Woolf Yep, Yeah, that
1: was her, apparently her highlight film.
0: Boy, oh boy. I mean, you got uh, Elizabeth Taylor. You had, uh, who else was on that film? Oh,
1: um, uh, so dude, that I was forgot. Her, that was one
0: of her ex- Liz Taylor's ex-husband. Yeah, so um, let me
1: let me take a look at this. So uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton. Richard
0: Burton, yeah, and George Siegel.
1: Yeah, George Siegel, very, very yeah. good actor. So you got a good cast when it came to this film, and all of them were good at the roles what they were able boy, to do. Boy,
0: that story was some drama.
1: Yeah, and mm. there's actually a play right now that's happening up at Westwood.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that, that's happening now as we speak, and um, I think the, the funniest part of the film for me... Um, and I, I have an unpopular opinion. I mean, the film is good. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not one of my favorites only because just how tense the film. It, it was a very tense film. And I think if you were to check it out, uh, you would see what I mean. Just just the, the interaction between Liz Taylor and Richard Burton. It, it's a very, very tense relationship and uh, a very fiery one at that. But I think my favorite part of the film was uh, just Sandy Dennis's scream, like, and I wish we could play it here, but it it, it was something to behold. Like just, that that woman could scream. just just
1: just go on YouTube, just type in "Who's Afraid of a Virginia Wolf Scream" and you'll find it. Yeah, it's a very iconic scream. Like, it's a zoom in on Sandy Dennis's face. It goes from her laughing, cheerful, and then her face just turned into a 180. Like how Hank Hill was devastated when Four Score, as she turned out to be a boy band, and then he realized how sexist. Uh, sexually explicit they could be that same face it's just like that ultimate anime betrayal just goes from happy to sad and she just screams her head off it's I hysterical mean, thought
0: she was being murdered the poor thing i mean she i she,
1: think she thought she was gonna get killed too by the husband there oh my not her husband but the other husband
0: yeah yeah liz taylor's husband yep yeah
1: uh- <laughs> yeah but uh, the other film i wanted to talk about now this is actually going to be my second favorite film of hers it's gonna be Up the Down Staircase. This is such an underrated film. I wish more people could watch this film.
0: I'm actually surprised that they haven't done a, a remake of it in recent years because no. this is an excellent film. And, you know, th- this is the type of thing, especially, you know, nowadays with the the discussion about, you know, schools and what's being taught yeah. nowadays. Um, you know, and, and just being able to see some of the struggles that the teachers have to go through, uh, particularly in the public schools, you know, it's a it's an eye-opener. And even more so for Sandy Dennis's character because she grew up like in a maybe more privileged and uh, affluent area, and she came into the inner cities of New York to teach a public school that's overcrowded, underfunded, um, everything in the book, and just having to navigate those obstacles and and try and teach these kids something. It's absolutely it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal story, and and she she was fantastic as um as her as the teacher.
1: Yeah. And it's just so crazy, too, because like how you pointed it out as well, it's that um, that you really see this teacher who has gone from this private school. Now she's working in a public school like New York and just really it's a culture shock for her. Mm-hmm. She thought like, oh, because I'm going to get my first teaching gig, it's going to be easy peasy. It's going to be great. Because I love teaching and the students should love learning. Nope, that's not the case at oh, the no. school. A lot of kids were dropping out. And especially during the time of the 60s, because there was a book that was written based on this movie, well, not based on the movie, the book came first and then they did the movie of it, where there was a lot of racial, racial tension that happened. Yes, it was a diverse cast. It was a very diverse movie, but this is just coming out of the civil rights movement. And just students getting used to being integrated with each other. And so you saw it with the whites, the blacks, the Puerto Ricans, um, you name Italians. it. Italians. Italians, yeah. they were all being Jews as well, too. And so all of them were just getting used to and accustomed to each other. And, you know, you you saw the, a lot of the black kids who were not being too fond of the white kids still, even to the teacher. They weren't even fond. But Stanley Dennis's character was such a sweetheart. You could tell, like, she was trying her very best to get along with everybody and trying to teach every student possible but you realize that at the end of the day is that like some of these kids just don't want help but the great thing and we recommend you guys watch this movie up the down staircase that at the end of the movie i think the lesson was learned if you had to take you know the moral of the story was that listen there might be hundreds of kids out there that may not be fond of your teaching style or don't even care about you but there is that one child that one child that you can make a difference and that actually played a big part of it at the end where it's like hey that kid which he was a shy kid um I forgot his name but he was such a shy kid didn't really talk all that much but then when it came down to like kind of the role play of based off of a book that they read and you know each character had to play a part he was the judge and he was really outspoken really did his job
0: well yeah I think it really helped bring him out of his shell and you know get like a little bit of confidence in, in himself. And, you know, and he felt seen. I think that's what, you know, was kind of, kind of important towards the end because, you know, he was a shy kid and he hardly spoke and, you know, he's, he could easily be overlooked in a, you know, in an school setting you know the quiet ones are always the ones that are overlooked and never seen including by the teachers you know what, what a pupil size of like 40 to 50 students the quiet ones they they do kind of just drop off yeah. if, they're, if they're not causing trouble they're you know you don't pay attention to them but he finally towards the end was recognized and he's in he, you know that he appreciated that you know sandy dennis's character you know allowed him the moment to shine and to um and to, to thrive in that and to really just come to his own.
1: Yeah. And mind you, uh, she had resigned at this point or planning on resigning. She already turned in her papers because like one of the troublemakers uh tried to do some funny business with her during the parent Teacher Conference, or I shall I say afterwards when it happened and everyone went home. But she wanted to resign. She already turned her papers, but it was that moment when they were doing the mock trials and that student came out and was like, hey, I am me. You know that note that I wrote to you when you, in that suggestion box? I am me. He just wanted to say thank you for the time and he was going to miss her when you're gone. But then that's where, bing. Oh, wait, you know what? I could actually change uh, people's lives. Even if it's one kid, I could probably do more throughout the years. And she just tore her up her resignation papers and just decided, hey, you know what? I'm just going to continue teaching. And there you go. So, hey, it goes to show you that, like, listen, as hard as c- it could be, and teachers, you probably know this very well, as hard as it, it could be, as long as you're able to change one or two people's lives for the better. And maybe some teachers could attest to this. I don't know. But I, maybe some teachers could really speak out on this to say, hey, that could change my life and this could change their life. If I, if I could just make a difference in one person's life, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to say because of it. Yep. Yep. And um, there was another film that we wanted to talk about um, and one that we actually purchased that we didn't really know if it was going to be good or not, but it turns out to be good. It's just creepy. It's called a cold day in the park. (laughs) And that was a, uh, (laughs) that was an interesting film to say the least.
0: Yeah. Very interesting side of Sandy Dennis that you don't really see in many films or at least so far that we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You go from like the quiet, you know, heiress and you know she has a nice house and she inherited all these nice things and she notices uh you know a, a young man in the park who he's in the rain. you know she's probably assuming he's homeless and you know she brings him into her house and she cleans him up gives him new clothes feeds him she's like oh you could stay here however along your bike and um, i'm here to help you he uh the kid he portrays himself as mute but he's not truly mute and is only really he's only really mooching off of her yeah because she has a nice place but there comes a point and wealthy and very wealthy very very wealthy yeah um but there comes a point in the film where she miss sandy dennis she's she 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 turns into the the predator here yeah he he thinks that that she is his prey well he had another thing coming and she turned it around quickly yeah she locked him into his room and she nailed down his windows because she was upset of him you know tired of him leaving and coming and going at at his will she locked him in there
1: yeah and The funny thing was, is that like, you know, near the end of the movie, she was like, oh, you know, like, is that what it is? You don't like me? Okay, I'm going to hire a prostitute and I want you to sleep with this prostitute. And uh, yeah, I want you to enjoy your pleasure. And then by the time like when they were, you know, like the the kid and then like the prostitute were just about to uh, do some immoral um, sexual relationship time, hammer time, I will say. um, Sandy Dennis comes into the room and kills her, the prostitute. And then Sandy Dennis proceeds to go after the little boy and just starts kissing up on the boy. Then he's like, poor kid is just traumatized, traumatized for, life. for life. And he's just stuck there for good. Yep. Sick ending. Very, very <laughs> sick ending here. Why don't we take a little quick break? Because there is another film that I want to be able to talk about. We'll take about a couple of seconds to take a break. And then we'll talk about this next film called Sweet November. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. So, Sweet November. So, this was the other film that I felt like was a little bit creepy. I mean, it's a, it's like a romantic comedy film, but I mean, I, I thought like overall this film was um was a good one. Um, so Sweet November. It came out in 1968. Um, it also stars uh, Anthony Le- Newley, and basically what this movie is about is that apparently it's like the successful british box manufacturer sales guy whatever he is he meets a character named sarah deaver uh they both take a driver examination in new york city um she tries to get a couple of different answers from him but you know hey he doesn't want to get expelled for cheating right call um but you know as the 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 movie goes on um she ends up inviting him over to her apartment and then there are some other guys in there as well is that like apparently she runs on this schedule and keeps all these uh, portfolios of these guys and it's like wait wait this is a little weird and it turns out that like okay like she ends up in a relationship with these gentlemen but they're in different parts of the year so it's almost like month by month type of thing Which is odd because it's kind of like, well, why are you keeping portfolios of these guys and have these relationships, but they only last for like a month or so? It's like rent. (laughs) It's almost like rent. It's like, okay, I'm going to rent you out for like one month. It's almost like legal prostitution, which is a little weird. It's like, okay, I'm going to rent you out in one month. I'm going to do a deep diagnostic about who you are, everything about you, which if you ever meet someone like that, that's a bit creepy. (laughs) Just run away. Just run away. And then, um, so Charlie, who is uh, the main guy, he becomes troubled by some signs that you know with with um with with sarah who is like you know sandy dennis's character that like hey you know there might be some issues with her like she might be sick and then when charlie as alonzo which is another character in the movie that you know sarah has been seeing with is like yeah you know what there is a problem with this person she is sick and she only has a little time left and so she lives as if she does, uh, you know, so that way she can remember all that she has gone through, which is a little odd. Like, the reason why she is living the way that she is is that way she can remember everything that she has ever done with every person and everything. Would you ever do something like that? I'm sure you won't. Obviously not. Not to keep file of every single person, and every single little thing that happened. I wouldn't do that.
0: Mm. I mean, that's kind of the sort of thing you get a diary for, I would think, you know to remember certain things and stories and people just to write it down but um i guess files could work as well
1: <laughs> yeah and then um so sarah which is um sandy dennis's character she had admitted uh to alonzo that yes unlike her past relationships she has fallen in love with mr charlie but because she is terminally ill and she will soon pass away, Sarah just wants things the way that they are. Like just, Hey, remember me as how I told you to remember me. Okay. We cannot fall in love. We cannot get married. I'm going to die soon. Uh, So I just want to keep things as to how they are. And then uh, when December comes, uh, she uh, has secretly packed November's bag, which November was Charlie. That was, you know, the month that she was going to be in that relationship with Charlie. And Charlie, you know, he didn't want to leave, but he agrees to do so reluctantly and just says, hey, you know what? Thank you for everything. I'm never going to forget you. It's a very, it's a sweet movie. No pun intended the Sweet November, but it is a little odd that for Sandy Dennis's character, and I have a feeling she likes playing these kind of characters where she's is very methodical, analytical, and she's just like, diagnosing every person as much as possible just to kind of feel as if like okay you know like she I know to, yeah, she
0: likes to unnerve her her audience a bit I feel or unnerve the people that she's speaking to particularly the men you know just to kind of keep them on their toes a bit she she has her little ways with them
1: yeah and so maybe again that's just kind of the stuff that she enjoys doing though but I guess that's a part of, of her her talents that she's able to show to the audience is that like, hey, this is who she is and these are the kind of roles that she likes to play. So just when it comes to my opinion, when it comes to Sandy Dennis, like, I think in terms of the films that she's really good at, she's good at comedy. I wish she did more with comedy, but she does like the the more, the serious drama movies Mm -hmm. to, to be a part of. She really likes those. But she'll dabble into some dark comedy, which can be very disturbing.
0: Kind of weird kind
1: of weird but hey you know what kudos to her you know if that's what she likes to do that's what she likes to do
0: again it, it, it just makes me appreciate her all the more because it, it just mm-hmm. goes to show you know she was really true to herself and what she found interesting and what really moved her um i'm trying to think there was one movie we had that we haven't seen that uh where she ah, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to skip it because, like, I, I, I lost my train of that. But, you know, overall, she she always picks films that, in one way or another, it, it kind of does relate to her, you know, or, yeah. or, or it moves her. And, you know, I it, it, I find that it's something special like that. The only thing that I could think of nowadays for an actor or actress who would do that is probably Brian Cranston.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: who started off, you know, doing commercials and then, you know, obviously uh what was it uh your show your show you know what i'm talking about the one with frankie muniz
1: oh malcolm in the malcolm middle in the middle sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah malcolm, in, malcolm in, the in the middle yes
0: um and then my show breaking bad and now you know he did a small run with um the power of sale which was amazing yeah um, so, so you know i i like it i i really appreciate actors who you know in spite of success you know they're very down to earth they could You know, there's never a, you know, oh, once I get this award, I'm just going to do the next greatest, biggest thing, right? you know, and just make all this money and be super famous and blah, blah, blah. Like like this is beneath me now. But no, you know, you, you have some actors who who really do love their craft and don't mind even after they've made it big to go back to their roots or to go back to the things they love, whether it's theater or. You know, maybe podcasting—you <laughs> never know—or yeah. or just little, you know, smaller things.
1: Yeah. You want to know something funny? She actually did a television film with Steven Spielberg as the director. It was called Something Evil. I think we watched a little bit of it when we were in New York, um, but it's a basically it's like this um, one-hour-long um, video. Um, well, not video. Well, it probably came out on DVD or video or. You know, It's probably somewhere out there. But basically, it came out on television. It was a television movie. It was a horror movie done by uh, Steven Spielberg. It's probably one of his earlier works as well, too, which... I, I was shocked when I found out that Sandy Dennis actually did work with uh, Steven Spielberg before. And so it just goes to show that like, hey, you know what? Even Steven Spielberg saw some talent in her as well, too. And was like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of just like the opportunity that is out there with her, especially her being an Academy Award winner. I could do something with her here. So she has done some television work as well, too. And one of the more prominent ones was Something Evil, which you can find that on YouTube, along with her other works. like. I would recommend, like, if you guys can't even afford to, like, not that you've not afford, but if you don't want to spend money when it comes to some of these movies, just look them up on YouTube. Look up some of the clips. If you like them, then purchase a movie. We highly recommend it. But for some of you who have never heard of Sandy Dennis before, if we had to narrow it down to, like, three films, I would, I I think you and I would agree. It would be, well, maybe four. Um, Outer Towners would be number one. Mm-hmm. Up the Down Staircase would be number two. Yep. Um, I would even say, um, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf would be one. So I think because since she did win the Oscars for that one, definitely check out, uh, who, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. And then there was another one. Hold on, hold on listeners. Let me take a look at it. Oh, that cold day in the park. That's the other one. Check out that cold day in the park. Highly recommend that. So guys, uh, that was a little bit about, uh, Sandy Dennis and just her life, her career. And we were just so blessed to be able to uh, talk about her and just some of the work that she has done. We are big fans of Sandy Dennis. And, um, you know, hopefully for those who maybe have already known her before, that you could really appreciate just some of the work that uh, she was able to do over the years. If you haven't heard of her before, I mean, we can't blame you guys because she was definitely a star within the 60s and the 70s. But we highly recommend that you check out some of her films, some of her TV work that she has done. Um, I don't know if you can find any plays of her, but definitely check out some of her films, some of her uh, TV works that she has done. Trust me, you guys won't regret it. Was there anything else you wanted to add to that as well?
0: Actually, I think that was kind of the gist of it right there.
1: Awesome. So, guys, why don't we just go ahead and wrap it up? We're going to play a little beat. We're going to just go ahead and wrap up this podcast and make sure that you guys are sent off the right way.
0: Yep. And tune in next time.
1: All right. So that will do it for this episode of the Malarkey Adventures with Jack and Shelly. Make sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Not really too sure what we're going to be talking about next week, but we'll come up with something. That's why you need to stay tuned. So make sure to grab your friends, grab your family members, let them know that we're going to be on many different platforms. So we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Anchor, we're on Amazon Music, and we are on Audible so we're everywhere we're gonna be everywhere hopefully So we don't know but we appreciate you guys listening in and make sure to come get, get your, your dose of malarkey. malarkey have a good weekend talio
0: Thank you.